Several years back, I was at church, and it was time for the sermon, and the pastor began as the normal way of preaching for many church traditions is by first reading his sermon text. And of course, we were all asked to stand for the reading of God's Word, so we did. And I was standing there listening to this man read his passage, and I was struck with uh, an awareness that the way that he emphasized the passage was not how I had done so in my reading of it. And it was one of the more familiar passages. I can't recall exactly what it was, but it was one of those passages that for somebody that has spent any amount of time in in the Bible that you probably have come across it and have some kind of familiarity with it. And so as we finished the service and I went home, I was struck with the thought that, you know, it is tough to really know whether or not we have a right understanding of the emphasis that should be placed in any given passage. Now, I'm somebody that really enjoys writing, and in my opinion, one of the best tools that we have in our modern day writing in the English language is the use of italics, because you can really make your emphasis where you want it to be seen and heard and understood by simply italicizing a word or a phrase. Well, we don't have that benefit when we're reading the Bible. We have to read and then reread and reread to try to get a proper understanding of what the emphasis is. And it turns out that one of the best tools that we have to get us in the right direction is reading our Bibles out loud. That's exactly what was happening during that worship service. And I probably wouldn't have even thought of it if we had not stood up to read the passage of Scripture. But when hearing that passage of Scripture out loud, I was able to start making connections, sometimes good, sometimes not so good, of whether or not I had understood that verse properly in years past. Let's kind of do this with one of the most notable verses of all time, John 3.16. Here's our first shot. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Is that the right way to say it? Let's try another one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Is that it? Let's try a third one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, I'm setting you up for failure here because I don't have an answer as to which one is correct. And of course, the Bible is not a make or break based on emphasis, but certainly if we want to be better Bible readers, the name of the game is to do a better job at understanding what it is that we're reading, and one of the most powerful tools of doing that is reflecting on Scripture. And you can do reflection with a lot of different ways, but perhaps one of the reflection aspects of reading the Bible is by doing it out loud, because when you read a passage out loud or hear a passage read out loud, 
you're forced to make decisions such as where the emphasis is supposed to be. And even if you haven't been emphasizing a passage in a certain way, such as this example with John 3.16, it opens your mind to check yourself. Have I been making too much of a certain emphasis that might not be the best route to go? Now, when I've emphasized John 3.16, whether it's giving his only son or for God so loved the world or that he gave his only son or that whoever believes in him, like none of those drastically change the meaning of the passage, but they help us dig deep into what the big picture is. What is the overall argument being made? And when we start asking questions like that, by reading our Bibles out loud, we're going to grow leaps and bounds in our Bible reading. 